Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That was a quick hour, and we've got three to go, but I suppose, actually I know, it's not even supposition, they will fly by in the same manner. So this hour, we are going to get to, are you ready? The game that you chose as after hours game of the week that goes back to a poll that ran over the weekend. 40% of you picked the same game and it was dynamic. It was shocking. It was dynamic. It was all of those things. All the reasons that you love football, especially when the weather turns colder, especially when we're talking about a division game with so much on the line. So that's coming up here in moments. There were two teams that reestablished themselves, that found a groove, righted the ship, if you will, in addition to Minnesota. And interestingly enough, they were both in the NFC. And so we'll get to those games as well. They were blowouts. They weren't games that went down to the wire, but they are absolutely worth talking about. Still to come, Kyler Murray returns 11 months to the day that he tore his ACL last fall. He is back on a football field. And the Cardinals and Falcons were involved in one of those very close, very tight, very late field goals to decide the game. C.J. Stroud and the Texans at it again. Above 500 for the first time in, I think, since 2019, if I remember correctly. But man, the Texans are all the rage right now. And we're going to head to Houston for a conversation with one of our local hosts and former NFL player himself. He'll join us in the final hour of our show before his show following another victory by the Texans. Patriots and Colts were in Frankfurt. There was a lot of rumblings that if the Pats didn't win, which they did not, that Bob Kraft would make a change. Now, I haven't heard that he left Bill Belichick in Germany, so I don't think that happened. But apparently Kraft himself addressed the team before this win, or before this game, excuse me, before this win by the Colts. Oh, gosh, and what a history the Patriots and Colts have more recently, right? All the speculation and the accusations that it was the Colts who sent the NFL investigating about the deflated footballs. Are they inflated or are they deflated? 
And so Bob Kraft addressed the team. He wanted this win badly, and it did not happen. So what now? The Lions, too. Dan Campbell, he inspires. And he made the gutsiest call, I think, of the entire weekend. So we have a lot to get to. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You can find us on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, with five walk-off, or more like jump-off, leap-off, carry-off, game-winning field goals, and a bunch of other really tight finishes. I used the word scintillating earlier, and someone on Facebook asked me if that was even a word. Well, yes, I do make up words, but that one actually is a word. He spelled it wrong, too, but it's okay. I'm not your mom or your spell check on social media. On our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, and our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. So you all picked Browns-Ravens, 40% of you, indicating this should be the After Hours game of the week, and it did not disappoint. Although, I don't know. Baltimore, I'm a little bit curious about your hospitality as the Browns are welcomed to M&T Bank Stadium, the very first possession and the very first pass attempt by Deshaun Watson. Pistol formation this time as Deshaun Watson stands four yards deep in the backfield. Jerome Ford behind him. Ravens bring blitz pressure. It's deflected in the air. It's intercepted. Kyle Hamilton will walk in for the touchdown. And the Ravens have their first defensive touchdown since week 17 of 2021. Wow. I have not. I don't know if I've ever seen that. I've never seen a guy bat the ball. The ball goes with him toward the goal line, and he catches it, and he walks in for the touchdown. This is a little bit like the Chris Olave play. You got to go check it out on YouTube or on Twitter. It's out there. It's all over the place. Kyle Hamilton, first pass attempt by Deshaun Watson, gets a big arm up, bats it up in the air, but instead of it falling behind him, instead of it going to the left or to the right, you know, it's an oblong-shaped ball, and it just kind of goes wherever it wants. It actually goes forward in front of him, meaning... And he catches it as it comes down, and no joke. When you hear there with Jerry Sandusky and Ravens Radio that he walked into the end zone, he actually did walk. He caught the ball. He was three or four steps from the goal line, and he sauntered in. And before a minute is gone by, well, before a minute is gone by on the Browns' first possession, the Ravens are already up 7-0. Now, the first Baltimore possession... We got to see that run game, flex its muscles right away. Remember Keaton Mitchell last week? He put the exclamation point on a huge Ravens win with a 40-yard scamper for a TD. Well, in the first half on Sunday, he rips off another long touchdown run, 39 yards this time. And five minutes gone by, the Ravens are up 14-0. Admit it. You were thinking, even in Cleveland, you admit it. You were thinking, oh, this is going to be like Ravens-Lions or Ravens-Seahawks. It's one of those days where we ran into the Ravens buzzsaw, the Baltimore buzzsaw, if you will. Nobody's got it better than the Ravens. (laughs) John Harbaugh maybe thought that as well. And Baltimore was up most of the game. Up at half, all the Browns could manage was field goals. 
Though there were opportunities there that the Ravens squandered. They had a blocked field goal on a long attempt by Justin Tucker. I know normally we expect he's automatic, but it was a, I think it was a 56-yard attempt maybe, and he had it blocked. And then there was a Lamar Jackson interception on an over, or excuse me, an underthrow. He got picked off on an underthrow. So that was his fault too. So there were points left out there by Baltimore in the first half. In the second half, though, it seemed like they were right back on track. Lamar chucks a deep ball to Odell Beckham Jr. He's crossing from right to left at this severe angle. I guess it wasn't too deep a ball, but it was a bullet. It was a good 20 yards downfield. And OBJ does the rest. The defense can't grab him because he splits the defenders and his angle is so severe and he's going full stride and he just waltzes into the end zone. <laughs> like the Super Bowl, producer Jay just said. So his second touchdown in as many weeks. And that puts the Ravens up 24 to 9. And, and now here we are deep into the second half. But here's where Cleveland settled in. This was the turning point. It was the ball control game. I know they don't have Nick Chubb anymore, but Cleveland has Jerome Ford back. We know Deshaun Watson will run with it when he has to. Kareem Hunt, he's back on the roster as well. They can still control the ball by running it. So the turning point, third quarter, a 17-play drive that took 10 minutes off the clock. Now, that may not necessarily be your standard formula for getting back into a game when you are trailing, but I credit Kevin Stefanski and the Browns because they stuck with the program. They stuck with the game plan, knowing that if you panic and you get out of your comfort zone, it's only going to be detrimental, or it could likely be detrimental. You get fast and loose, you go up tempo, you get out of control, and then... All you do is damage. Not to mention that 10-minute drive clearly wore out the Baltimore defense. There is no way that you can stand there uh, in for 10 minutes and go toe-to-toe and have to deal with that run game and not be fatigued. So a 17-play drive, and it's Kareem Hunt who gets in from three yards out. So now the Browns are within a score. This is a big deal. Except, oh, are you kidding me? The Browns muff a punt late in the third. Actually, it was like early fourth quarter. Second and goal. They give it to the bus. Gus Edwards in. Touchdown, Ravens. And the bus makes it a two-score game. This is a fifth straight game with multiple rushing touchdowns this year for the Baltimore Ravens. This is what they're built for. Once again on Ravens Radio. So there you have... Two turnovers that lead to 14 points for the Ravens. And at this juncture, it's early fourth quarter. They're up by 14. I don't know how many of you think of the Browns as a quick strike team. I don't generally because they want to muddy it up. If they could play in the rain every game, they probably would. I know Deshaun Watson changes things. He can chuck and duck. But really, they're still predicated on that ground and pound. And then the defense being so stingy. They want the games to be ugly. I'm not sure they can win a pretty football game, quote unquote. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. So the Gus Edwards touchdown 
puts them up 14, the Ravens. But then the Browns are able to pick it up a little bit, right? So now they're not going plotting. Now Deshaun Watson spreading the ball around. They're using the threat of the run to open up avenues and lanes for their receivers. And Elijah Moore hauls in a 10-yard touchdown. Okay. Can the Ravens just stay in front? They've still got the lead. Can they keep their nose in front? Can they keep from making mistakes? Clock winds under eight and a half to play here in the fourth quarter. Jackson adjusts his wristbands as he settles into the shotgun. Takes the snap, looks to his right. Ball is swatted high in the air, and it is intercepted by the Browns. Greg Newsom along the sidelines into the end zone. Touchdown Cleveland, 33 yards off the deflection at the line of scrimmage. No penalty flags. And the Browns are within 130-130. What did I say? No mistakes, no turnovers. Lamar Jackson is a veteran QB. It's one thing you can scoff when Zach Wilson throws another pick. Or even Mac Jones, who's relatively young and is having a rough season. But when you're a veteran quarterback, Lamar Jackson, he knows better. And that's one's going, that one's going to eat him up. So a pick six. Now the ball is batted up in the air and hauled in by Greg Newsom. But can you believe it? If this was a Friday, I would go face palm Friday. Dustin Hopkins misses the PAT. And so instead of being tied at 31, they're down 31 to 30. Oi. Baltimore can't use its own ground control game to keep the ball away from the Browns. They have to punt. And with five minutes to go, Cleveland has an opportunity. And it was impressive the way the Browns marched. They use all five minutes off the clock. They keep the ball for 12 plays. And while they don't make it super easy on Dustin Hopkins, they are one of the fantastic five on this Sunday night. Here's the snap. It's a good one. The hold is good. The kick is on its way, end over end, and it is good, but there's a flag on the field. Hold everything. I think it's going to be Kyle Hamilton jumping over, and it looked like he made contact with the Brown trying to do the Miles Garrett. We'll see. Yeah, and let's see if it's 33-31 for eternity. It looks like it. Joel Batonio celebrating. Yeah, Tom. the Browns are celebrating. Fouls for illegal leverage. Still goal will count. This will end the game. And that will end the ball game. The Browns have won it 33-31. They've come from behind. They've erased all the mistakes today. And they've turned it into a victory. That's part of football. Guys need to step up. Uh, thought they did a nice job. Obviously, Mike, you know, is going to fight like crazy the tackles I thought the protection was pretty good uh throughout the day uh, all things considered um but yeah again good really proud of the guys in, in terms of all, all the guys uh in executing uh, was not perfect and then that's the NFL well it definitely wasn't perfect and you wouldn't expect the AFC North to be perfection anyway when these teams line up against one another each of them has two turnovers but Lamar having a pair of interceptions the first one doesn't hurt them as much, though it does take away an opportunity for them. The second one being the pick six. But I suppose you could look at the first drive of the game and Deshaun Watson threw a pick six as well. The problem is the Ravens sputtered against that defense late. And the other issue, of course, is that the defense, like I said, worn out, gives up 178 rushing yards to the Browns. 
If you cannot stop them, either stop the run or stop them on third down, well, the Browns will run it down your throat, similar to what the Ravens do, right? So these two teams are, I wouldn't say mirror images, but they have the same philosophies about how to win. As for Deshaun, 20 of 34, 213 yards, a touchdown, a pick, four sacks, a gimpy knee, but they were the team that got the one point, or the two point, excuse me, the two point win. It's about us. It's not one individual. It's not the quarterback. It's not the safety. It's about us. It's a team game, and uh, we all came together in that second half. And when we came in this locker room, uh, the guys came in and said, let's flush it. It's a new 30-minute, and, you know, we got to leave everything out there on the field. Well, he's a warrior. Um, he battled through an ankle injury in the second half. Um, you know, he's a... Uh, Listen, that fir- the first one gets tipped. Kid makes a great play. It is what it is. But uh, he'll get be- we'll get better from that. But he's a warrior. So it's gritty and it's gutsy and it's fairly typical of Cleveland. But however you win, to get a victory like this on the road in Baltimore is massive. And the defense should not be overlooked. Another sack and a half for Miles Garrett. He is now up to 11 on the season. We were looking forward to, uh, you know, just playing harder for longer. You know, that was a, that was the motto for the week, and you know, we we made we just came up a couple plays uh, out on the better side of things, and the uh, you know, offense went down and, and sealed it for us. The Browns trailed by 14 with nine minutes to go, and we saw them beat the the Ravens a variety of ways. With the ball control, with the 10-minute drive, but also when they had to, when they had to go up-tempo, when they had to move the ball more quickly, they did that as well. This is corporate synergy here with the offense and defense. We've seen mostly Brown's defense to this point, but this was impressive. Now 6-3 and three in the AFC North. And with the Bengals losing and their win streak coming to an end, the Bengals drop back a game. But the Steelers and Browns, both 6-3, and three, same number of losses now as the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah, it's frustrating that they couldn't hold a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter. We weren't able to finish it, you know, in terms of uh, offensively, the one drive late in the fourth quarter there where we had to punt and then uh, uh, not get them stopped in the turnovers. That pick six, um, the tip ball, um, that's unfortunate. Um, that pick six, mm, you just got to finish the game. We, like you said, we are 14 points. You just got to finish like we've been doing. And they've got a short work week. Remember I said this last week, or if you weren't with us, I, I pointed out they have Browns on Sunday and Bengals in their place on Thursday. So they have no time to lick their wounds. Both Bengals and Ravens will be really chomping at the bit for a win. But yeah, short work week, short recovery time. We know the Ravens' defense has been... Actually, the Ravens and Browns' defenses are the top two in the NFL, or they were coming into week number 10. And Justin Matabuke says, this is not like us. We are usually a lot tighter, a lot stingier. Definitely lost that. Um, shouldn't happen, but every, every week you're supposed to come bring your best, and we didn't do that today, so we got to get better. The Browns are impressing me. It's not like they go out there and they have, as they say, 
many blowout wins. They've had a couple uh, sizable, impressive victories. But they want to drag teams into the mud. They want to drag you down to their level, which is that ball control, which is pound you into submission, which is not that different than the Ravens. That's the division. It's the AFC North. The Steelers do not win games by blowouts ever. I don't remember the last time they had a victory with a blowout, and I'm not sure they do either. So we'll get to Steelers coming up soon. We've got Dallas Cowboys, San Francisco 49ers, reminding the NFL what they're capable of. Now they've got to be consistent about it. And then back of the hour, Detroit, Los Angeles, Lions, Chargers. It was worth the price of admission. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Twitter, ALaw Radio, our Facebook page too. Thanks so much for hanging out with us as we put another weekend in the rearview mirror. How is that possible? We're getting so close. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Thanksgiving. It's uh, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Scott's under center, fakes it to Pollard, gives a reverse to Lamb, block on the edge, Lamb will walk the dog, which is quite a sight of Lamb walking the dog, but touchdown Dallas. Second and goal at the one, straight eye, play fake, little flip to the left side of the end zone, touchdown to Ferguson, who's got a little cha-cha move in it. Two receivers on each side, the ones on the right are in a stack, tight end also on the left. Prescott on second down and goal, back. So he's got all day. Left side of the end zone, Brandon Cooks. Touchdown. Third and nine, empty gun for Prescott. Back, looking, standing, running up out of the pocket, running to the five, walking the dog. Touchdown, Prescott. With 16 seconds left in the half. It's time to pull on the pads and hit somebody. On After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Bring it on. 
Pull on the pads. I'll hit you. But only if you have pads on. I don't want to hurt you. <laughs> it's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Giants and Cowboys. Do you remember how they opened the season? It was 40 to nothing at MetLife Stadium. That was, if I remember the first Sunday night game, that was Sunday night, correctly. Uh, it was, well, it was an indicator of things to come for the Giants. We didn't know it at the time. You can dismiss it as one game. The Cowboys looked amazing. But it's gone from bad to worse for New York. Daniel Jones didn't play all of the first half anyway. And then as he returns from a neck injury, he tears his ACL. They lose Tyrod Taylor. He's now on IR. And it's up to undrafted quarterback Tommy DeVito, their third stringer. It's too much to ask of him. And I like the fact that he has high standards for himself. I like the fact that he's going out there and he's doing what he can. He's got a couple of touchdowns now, but it's too much to ask of him. By himself, it's impossible. Saquon Barkley, a couple of good runs in the second half, but the game was over by the half. A banner offensive day for the Cowboys, as you hear with Brad Sham and our guest, Babe Laufenberg, from last week on Cowboys Radio. 32 first downs for the Cowboys in this game. And Dak Prescott and the starters, most of them didn't even play in the fourth quarter. At least not the offensive skill, guys. Six for seven in the red zone. That's impressive. Just to get into the red zone seven times, but six for seven in the red zone 640 total yards. Dak Prescott, 404 yards passing. He ends up with four touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. He does throw an interception. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because, of course, it does, but take your pick. Brandon Cooks, CeeDee Lamb, they combine for well over 300 yards receiving. And actually, C.D. Lamb with history on this day. And actually, and I don't want to say it actually again. Babe Laufenberg drew our attention to this. He is first receiver to ever have 10 plus catches in three consecutive weeks. So I have to go back and see the exact numbers. Um, And I can do that. It's actually not that difficult while I'm talking to you. But he's been a volume guy. And the way that the Cowboys have been able to uh, develop that relationship. And remember, Mike McCarthy took over as the play caller this year. Kellen Moore is with the Chargers. And so as Mike McCarthy takes over, he's having to establish a different kind of relationship with Dak Prescott, but Dak and CD have something special. And so they want to exploit that. They want to use that. Yet three straight games now with over 10 receptions or 10 plus receptions, which has never been done before. He is locked in four straight games over 100 yards receiving. So yeah, for CD Lamb, for Dak Prescott... I mean, it's it's productive. They're becoming one of the most prolific duos in the NFL. O-line holding up, Dak feeding me, all the receivers opening it up for me, and then, of course, me executing the job. So uh, it's, a, it's a collective group. Stand blessed, stand up, stay humble about it. 
the points that we've put up in two games, obviously, and then credit our defense, uh, them holding them to, what, 17 in two games. I mean, um, hard to do, hard to do in this league, hard to do against a division opponent, somebody that you see twice. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but that's that's not something, you know, it's not a goal we went after, not something that we're trying to, you know, make sure we do this. Uh, obviously, we wanted to handle them for the, you know, second second time this season and just happened to be in that manner with that many points and, and the defense playing as well as they did. 89 points. 89 points in two games against the Giants this season. 40 in week one, 49 in week 10. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Brian Dayball, not a whole lot to say. He resembles Bill Belichick when things are not going well. Just says, we can all be better. It starts with me. Some variations of that. Remember, he was the coach of the year last season. It's crazy how life comes at you fast in the NFL. Tommy DeVito... He's a local guy. I'm sure you heard this on the broadcast or maybe even during the week. He still was still living at home with his parents. Won a job in training camp. And then was he cut and brought back? Or he was on practice squad and brought back onto the active roster. But they're not asking him to do a ton. I mean, he is... He's out there doing what he can, but 86 yards, a couple of touchdowns, good for him. In his first NFL start, he becomes the 10th rookie quarterback to start a game this season. Early on, didn't go so hot. I think in the second half, we started to click a little bit, but at that point, it was too late. Um, I thought we battled well in the second half, but like I said, we got to come out better in the first quarter, get more first downs, get the ball moving, help our defense out. So with the Eagles on by this week, the Cowboys pick up a little ground. Eagles sit eight and one. Cowboys are six and three. Commanders and Giants both below 500. And yeah, Giants are still in the running for the top pick in the NFL draft, though they don't control their own destiny, if you will. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Niners and Jags was the game that you all looked at as the one that, well, You know what? I take that back. You guys picked Ravens-Browns. This was, Niners-Jags, though, was a big gauge for two of the best teams in the NFL. So not a divisional battle, but also a huge test for San Francisco because the Niners had dropped three in a row and they were traveling cross-country to Jacksonville. And if the Dallas game, the Dallas offensive performance And defense, too. So if the Dallas game was about as near perfect as it can get, you got to say the same thing about the Niners, even though they still left points out there. I mean, same thing with the Cowboys. That's kind of the beauty of seeing one of these performances is that there's actually still ways that they could have put more points on the board, and you think, wow, if only, right? If only my team this or if only my team that. If only we could have one game where everything is perfect. But it was pretty darn close to it on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball for both Dallas and San Francisco. We'll get to the Niners following the update. Plus Detroit and L.A. I mean, I had to backpedal a little bit after a couple of the performances by the Lions offense in recent weeks. And that's fine. (laughs) But maybe I should be back on it about Jared Goff as an underrated, underappreciated, undervalued, dark horse MVP candidate. The hype train. (laughs) 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Purdy under center now. Charlie Warner lines up left. It's a stretch and a boot. Purdy coming left. He's got room to run. Purdy now going to backpedal and throw for the end zone into a crowd. Caught by Brandon Ayuk. Touchdown! San Francisco. Ayuk, Ayuk, Ayuk is on fire. Second down one. A play caller delight here. Kittle goes in motion right. Outside of McKivitz, Ayuk is on that side. Purdy under center, a five-step drop. Now going to pump and throw down the sideline. Kettle, he's got it, and he's gone. Touchdown, San Francisco. Keep feeding the beast on a wheel route in George Kittle's wheels. There is nothing wrong with him. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Even though San Francisco was only one of four in the red zone, you couldn't have asked much more from the Niners coming out of their bye against the Jaguars in Jacksonville coming out of 
thereby. A battle of the Titans, if you will. The Jags were the hottest team in the NFL on a five-game win streak until running into a Niners defense that was inspired right off the top. And it's a heck of a lot easier if you're Brock Purdy and you're the offense. First of all, Debo Samuel is back with you, so another weapon. But when your defense inspires such confidence, it also helps when you have a really clean pocket. So San Francisco has a nearly perfect first quarter out of the bye. Lots of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Only a single first down allowed to the Jaguars on the opening three drives. While the Niners are already over 100 yards in the first quarter. I mean, that's how lopsided it was to start. And you hear with Greg Papa and company, haha, on Niners Radio, Purdy, Purdy finds Brandon Ayuk. And that was uh, one, actually, that Kevin Burke, was it Kevin? No, it wasn't Kevin Burkhart. Who was it? It was because Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson did the Cowboys-Giants game. Oi. I can't remember who it was that did the touch did did the uh, TV broadcast on Fox, but they uh, were lamenting the fact that Brock Purdy rolls out to his left and then goes back across his body to Ayuk into the end zone. <laughs> but one of the things that Kyle Shanahan loves about Brock is that he's fearless and that he will take those shots. Now, in the last couple of weeks, there have been turnovers. In the last couple of weeks, he's been off the mark. He's had some overthrows, and he's thrown some picks. But on this day, he was locked in. He had a deep shot under duress. Greg Kittle hauls it in for 66 yards and is able to stop on a dime. He's going out, and then he's going back in. (laughs) In the second half, 14 points off turnovers for San Francisco. I'm not sure if you saw that crazy moment. It took quite a while to sort through it. This is the one I was talking about earlier in the hour. Ambry Thomas strips Christian Kirk. So this is a Jacksonville possession. Ambry Thomas strips Christian Kirk and recovers the fumble. And then he's never touched. So he goes down. He hits the ground. The Niners sideline, they're on the Niners sideline. The Niners sideline starts celebrating wildly. Multiple guys come out onto the field from the sidelines, which ultimately was the demise of the play. But Thomas doesn't have anyone from Jacksonville put a hand on him or even a finger on him. So he gets up. He extricates himself from his own teammates in the scrumble, and he runs. And initially, it's a touchdown, but they take it off the board because there was a flag. Uh, It was called unsportsmanlike conduct because you had essentially too many men on the field. The Niners not recognizing, the Niners sideline not recognizing the play wasn't dead. And so they're on the field jumping around, and, and actually that negates the TD, if you can believe it. So a lot to sort through there. But they end up scoring anyway. Then the next opportunity, Trevor Lawrence throws another interception. This time Fred Warner, who's always right in the middle of the action. And Brock Purdy caps it by going to Kyle Juszczyk. It's a lot of offense for the Niners. But I was really impressed with the defense, too. Five sacks by the Niners D. Ten other hits on Trevor Lawrence. Four takeaways. And ultimately, they give up just... 
221 yards to a team that had won five consecutive games. So this was a big deal. The way that they were able to limit limit the Jaguars. I don't know where my sheet is. They were able to limit the Jaguars uh, offense and really make this a lopsided game on the road. I want to hear from Trevor Lawrence, please. You got to feel the the pain and embarrassment of of today, and that's what it is. It's just it's terrible. You know, I, it's one of the worst games I've probably played in my career. So you know, I feel that, and I take responsibility for that. And um, yeah, it's just we we couldn't do anything right today. So, but you got to flush it too. I mean, that's the thing is uh, sucks, but the reality is a, a thirty one point loss, and that's crazy to even say. But thirty one point loss the same as a three point loss, and we lost today. And um, we got to move on. We're the same team we were five hours ago when we came in here today, and um, we didn't play like it today. We played terrible um, just across the board, including myself. So that's where we're at. That's the reality of it. Yeah, you're gonna, we're going to wallow in it tonight, and we're going to watch the tape tomorrow and kind of relive it, which is, which is going to suck. And then we're going to move on, and we're going to get ready for Tennessee. I thought the team was ready. Um, we failed to execute on the opening uh, drive defensively, and we failed to execute on the opening drive offensively. And that's the that's the part that um, is is disappointing because uh, these guys were these guys were ready to go. So it ends their five game streak. The Jaguars are now six and three, though they are still on top of the AFC South. As for the Niners, they're also six and three, but they end that three game skid, uh, and it felt real good. And so for Brock Purdy. He was fluid. He was just under 300 yards. He had three touchdowns and also no turnovers. When you, you lose three in a row, obviously it's like, man, you want to get back on track. Um, but honestly, we've taken every single game, you know, very seriously. And, and uh, we come, come to work, you know. We never got complacent or anything. There's some things that hadn't, haven't gone our way a couple plays within the last game, last couple games. But uh, for this one, came with the right mindset of, you know, Backs against the wall in a sense, and uh, let, you know, let's play like, like hungry again. So, um, I think that was the mindset. But overall, man, we're just trying to play Niner football. Brock started like 40 plus games in college. He had highest of highs. He's had the lowest of lows. Like he's dealt with mistakes. He's he's had bad games in college, and so this was his confidence is still there, and that's all I wanted him to you know continue doing. He knows how to you know bounce back, and I don't think Brock you know played poorly the last couple of games. Yeah, sure, there's a throw to he probably wants back, but. If you look at the tape, he's still playing at a high level those three weeks that we lost. And just this time, we were able to not turn the ball over, not have penalties. And so we're able to be out there and you can see the type of quarterback that Brock is. So they weren't worried. Were you worried? Some of you were worried. I saw the typical knee-jerk reaction, the overreaction on social about how Brock Purdy's not everything he was cracked up to be. But ultimately, the, the Niners are a team that can hurt you with uh, so many weapons. Debo Samuel was back. He was over 100 total yards, including... No, no, I take that back. McCaffrey was over 100 yards. Debo Samuel was active. He was out there. He had some really big plays. And you know what he loves to do? He loves to take guys with him. He loves to feel the contact. Uh, Now, he can't tackle himself. But he does like to be out there as a brute. <laughs> and so it's good to get him back on the field. It felt good. Um, like being a month away and just, you know, um, not getting those wins that we were supposed to get. Um, and just come back here and just see, like, we went in on all phases. Just come out with a big win. 
I even wrote it down on my sheet, and yet I've got his numbers mixed up, not mixed up, but transposed with Christian McCaffrey's who we'll get to. So 59 total yards for Debo and a touchdown. And then for Christian McCaffrey, he was over 100 yards total between the run and the catch. But his touchdown streak ends at 17 consecutive games. Now, I don't know if you watched the end of this game. They actually took it off TV in my market. So uh, I was watching it. I was watching it. I was watching it. All of a sudden, I was not watching it. And instead, (laughs) I had Browns and Ravens, which was great because I'd been listening to Browns and Ravens on the radio before that and kind of catching up on NFL Network. And so, yeah, they switched away from it. But at the end of the game, Christian McCaffrey, they handed off to him four different times to try to get him into the end zone, uh, but his touchdown streak is done. Oh, yeah, I suck. Everyone else on the team <laughs> scored, <laughs> except for me. <laughs> I love his sense of humor. I have zero doubts in my mind that whatever the streak, whatever the numbers, the majority of guys in the NFL, including Christian, would take a win every time. So, yeah, the the losing skid is over. And one other change besides McCaffrey not getting to the end zone is that Steve Wilkes, the defensive coordinator, he was coaching from the sidelines, actually. This was a move by Kyle Shanahan. They wanted to see how it went. Kyle said after the game that he was going to ask his defensive players what they thought, and Fred Warner will tell you. It was good. It was good having him down there, and the uh, communication was, was flawless. And... Um, yeah, it was it was good having him down there. So now as we reset in the NFC, yes, the Eagles still have the most wins, the best record, 8-1. and one. We're going to get to the Lions just after the top of the hour. Their shootout with the Chargers was delicious. They've got seven wins. Every other contender in the NFC is at six wins or fewer, right? So the Cowboys have six wins. The Niners have six wins. The Seahawks have six wins. The Vikings have six wins. And you know what's important now is starting to think about home field. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.